Well, this morning's reading is from chapter 18 of the book of Jeremiah. It's on page 736 of the Church Bible. At the potter's house. This is the word that came to Jeremiah from the Lord. Go down to the potter's house and there I will give you my message. So I went down to the potter's house and I saw him working at the wheel. But the pot he was shaping from the clay was marred in his hands. So the potter formed it into another pot, shaping it as seemed best to him. Then the word of the Lord came to me. He said, Can I not do with you, house of Israel, as this potter does? Like clay in the hand of the potter, so are you in my hand, house of Israel. If at any time I announce that a nation or kingdom is to be uprooted, torn down and destroyed, and if that nation, I warned, repents of its evil, then I will relent and not inflict on it the disaster I had planned. And if at another time I announce that a nation or kingdom is to be built up and planted, and if it does evil in my sight and does not obey me, then I will reconsider the good I had intended to do for it. Now therefore say to the people of Judah and those living in Jerusalem, this is what the Lord says, look, I am preparing a disaster for you and devising a plan against you. So turn from your evil ways, each one of you, and reform your ways and your actions. It's the word of the Lord. Praise to God. Thank you, John. So, Chris, you're going to come. Can I pray for you? Yeah, please. Our Lord God, we thank you for Chris as he brings your word to us now. Just come and fill him with your Holy Spirit afresh, Lord. That your thoughts would uh, fill his. Amen. Amen. Thank you. So, good morning. How are you doing? I'm doing very well, thank you. You're great. Good. Lovely. You are a little bit lonely over there. Hang on. Yeah, it's definitely the deodorant. <laughs> so, for those of you who don't know me, my name's Chris. I'm part of Camborne Church here. I'm a Baptist minister, but I work for The Light Project. Um, it's a ministry that trains students all over the country in mission and evangelism and in theology. But my job this morning is to unpack what we've just heard and to make sense for us the scripture. Because it's a big message, but it's for little us. This is a big message for an entire nation. Hundreds of thousands of people, but we're going to see how it applies to you and to me. There are three lessons that I want to bring out of this scripture. First off is that God speaks everywhere. Secondly, God speaks creatively. And lastly, when God speaks... He requires a response. So that's where we're going. 
Now, before we look at those three lessons, let me give a little bit of a background to this man, Jeremiah, who we hear about in this story. Because this big story is about the entire nation of Judah. And Jeremiah was known as the prophet of doom. The book, it contains so much about Jeremiah's life, information about his personal life and struggles. Uh, No other prophet has such detail written about him. For example, we know that his name means the Lord throws, either in the sense of hurling uh, and hurling the prophet into a hostile world or of throwing down the nation. Now, Jeremiah, uh, he was commanded by the Lord, and we can read this in the book of Jeremiah, not to marry and not to raise children. Why? Because the impending divine judgment on Judah would sweep away the next generation. So he, he didn't have a happy message to share. Now, Matthew Henry, in his commentary, He states that this passage is a general declaration of God's ways in dealing with nations and kingdoms that he can easily do what he will with them. As easily as the potter can with the clay. So let's look at our lessons. First off, God speaks everywhere. God speaks speaks everywhere. Now, do you believe that God speaks to you wherever you are, or he can speak to you wherever you are? You can listen to him wherever you are. You see, I'm fascinated by how God speaks to me and where I am. It's usually, I must say, in the most bizarre places, a train, a pub, in a shop, in a cafe. And it's, and it's usually to bring a message for other people. Now, I want you to note here how Jeremiah was instructed to go down to the potter's house. Not go up to the temple. Not go up to the holy place. Not go up to where you'd expect God to speak. Go to a place that is outside. Go down. Not go up. Go down. God loves to speak in the ordinary. Go down to Morrison's. Go down to work. Go down to the park. Go to the hairdressers and the cafe. I wonder uh, if you suffer, like most most Christians that I get to hang out with, with compartmentalising your faith and life. So you've got your work bit here. Your family bit here. Got your social time here. You've got the stuff that no one knows about here. And then, yeah, you've got your Jesus stuff here. And this, this challenge from Jeremiah is about God speaking everywhere, every single aspect of our lives, wherever we are. God is with us. There is nowhere where you can go where God isn't. Nowhere. Psalm 139 reminds us, us, if I go to the darkest depths, you're there. If I go to the furthest land, you are there. Nowhere, nowhere we can go where God isn't. 
I love how uh, God speaks uh, to me on, a, on trains. I, I take a lot of trains. Uh, I think I, I must have been about seven hours on trains yesterday. Uh, went and uh, took part in an induction of a Baptist minister near Worcester, but the trains were a nightmare. But last Saturday, I went to uh, the induction of our new students up in Chester. And as I was on the train, uh, I had the, the table to myself. And I must admit, I thought, phew, I can catch up with some reading. I'm teaching a new module. And I thought, at least I need to know what the books are about. So I'm there with my book. But a lady rushes on last minute, sits down. She goes, phew, I did an Annika Rice now, that's, you have to be part of a, a certain generation to know Annika Rice. Some of you are thinking, who is this person? What is this Annika Rice? Is it a dish? Is it a curry? Uh, so Annika Rice would rush around everywhere, and uh, usually the cameraman would be following her, and there would be challenges. And So this lady managed to get the train last minute, and she begins to tell me why. She's travelled far, but she's going to help her sister. And she pours out her heart about her sister. Pours out, pours out her sisters in a bad way. And I'm listening. And then she says, oh, but you know what? I've got a bit of a head because I opened a bottle of wine last night. And I watched the King's Speech. And she's telling me about the King's Speech. I know the King's Speech. Have you seen the King's Speech? Amazing film. And she's telling me a little bit more about her sister. And as she approaches her stop, she says, uh, I I say to her, excuse me, I love to pray. And I'd love to pray for your sister. Would you mind telling me what your sister's name is? She said, yeah. I said, look, I'm going to pray for your sister. But I need to tell you something. It's extraordinary you watched the King's speech last night. Because you are exactly like that man helping King George bring in truth and hope to your sister. And she stood there, and with tears in her eyes, she said, thank you. But I believe God spoke. Spoke through the ordinary. Go down, watch a film, open a bottle of wine. Go down, get a train. Go down, sit next to a mad Baptist minister who would dare to tell you something about what you are doing. Go down. God speaks. For us as a church, where we do what we do, context for us as a church is is everything. How else will people know that God speaks and know that God is real, God is alive and true? I wonder whether God would say to us as Camborne Church, go down, go down, go down, go and be Go down to the Greens Cafe, the Monkfield Arms. Go down to the park. So secondly, God speaks creatively. Not always audibly, but through his spirit, he speaks. Sometimes with how we feel, our thoughts, maybe something we've read, the scriptures jump out to us. Sometimes pictures, we'll have a picture in our mind of something. Perhaps people around us, like the potter with the clay. God speaks creatively. I wonder if you've ever experienced God speaking to you, and you just know God is speaking in your knower. Did you know you've got a knower? 
God speaking and you're Noah. You just know, I know he's speaking and I feel it. I can't explain it, but there's something about God saying something. I just know it in my Noah. God speaking. I love to, to paint. I, I work part-time as an artist and I, I regularly paint for people. And uh, I serve as a chaplain on a, a remote island and I paint every day for the day visitors who visit Bardsey uh, off the North Wales Peninsula and for the guests. Uh, and in the summer, I was there for two weeks and every day I would paint for people and I would call them prayer paintings because to call them prophetic art or God speaks to it might just freak people out a little bit. So call them prayer paintings. And there's, there's a couple of incidences from the summer that just blew me away. The first was this. God spoke before I went to do the painting in the cafe from Proverbs. I just thought, I have to read Proverbs. And the proverb that just jumped out was, there is one that sticks closer than a brother. It's in Proverbs. There's one that sticks closer than a brother. And I highlight it. I'm like, this is great. Love it. Go down to the cafe, there's a couple, a couple just hanging around. They seem in a bit of a hurry, but they're hanging around. And I put out my sign, and they say, oh, what do you do? I said, oh, prayer paintings. They're like, yeah, just explain. So I'll paint prayers for people, hope there'll be something from God's heart to people. And this lady starts to cry. I'm like, are you right, love? She goes, yeah, could I have a prayer painting? I'm like, yeah, of course. She goes, will you post it to me? Because we're in a bit of a hurry, we want to go around... I'm like, look, it'll only take five minutes. She says, all right, if it's just five minutes. So I go and sit, and I, uh, that verse, there was one that sticks closer than a brother. And all I'm thinking about is her brother, her brother. So I do a picture of her walking with Jesus, and they're like stuck together. They're like walking arm in arm. And it's a, bit, it's a scrappy picture. You have to use your imagination. You know, there's Jesus, there's you. And uh, I write out that verse, and I give it to her. And uh, she looks at the painting. She says, this is extraordinary because the reason why I'm actually crying is because of my brother. I said, you know what? If I had more guts, I would have just said, can I pray for your brother? And she just pours out her heart about her brother. And her husband's sitting there looking at what's going on. And then I say, look, can can I say a blessing over you? She went, well, what, what do I do? So you don't have to do anything. Just sit there. I'll, can I hold your hand? So I hold her hand. And her husband's sitting there, and he starts crying. And I pray a blessing. And then he says, you, you have to understand, we're not the, like this kind, this, this kind of people, he said. I said, what do you mean? He said, well, we don't share with people like our lives. I said, well, thank you very much for sharing with me. Um, he then said, we knew we had to come to the island, but we didn't realise it was to meet someone. That just blew me away. The following day, I'd painted a picture of a boat, and on the sail, it said, let go, let's go. And uh, I, I just kind of had it on the table. And there's loads of people around me. 
I kept looking at this, this young mum thinking, oh, this is for, for you. So I write some messages on there. I go and give it to her. So look, this is a little bit weird, but it's let go. Let's go. I believe it's like a message from Jesus that you need to let go and he's got a bit of an adventure for you. And her mum and dad uh, were watching what was going on. And when this young mum went off uh, for a, up the mountain with her children, uh, mum and dad said, you have no idea how significant that message is for our daughter. Uh, her ex-husband got married last week. Uh, she can't let go. She's struggling to let go. Um, so thank you. And it blew me away how God speaks creatively. God speaks. I wonder how God speaks to you. Because he does. Are you listening? <laughs> he speaks creatively through the everyday. It may be through something you find, something you see, something you hear. But God speaks. For Jeremiah, it was an everyday throwing a bit of clay on a wheel and seeing a potter. God speaks. Lastly, when God speaks, he requires a response. What will you do with what God speaks to you about? Is it for someone? Is it for you to change something? Is it for you to repent, to turn 180 de degrees round, to move away from something, to clean something up, to stop doing something, to go and give something? God speaks and requires a response and Jeremiah heard it. It was for repentance. One theologian writes this, a potter working with clay in an everyday occurrence in the ancient world. As a result of his watching a mundane task, a potter at work, Jeremiah receives God's instructions to issue a call for repentance. This call for repentance includes the warning that the consequences for failure to honour God can be severe. Now the message from the potter's house is that God will not ignore Israel's unrighteousness. I wonder how has God spoken to you that you need to turn and change in your life? Have you turned to him and received him as your Lord and Saviour? Have you heard him speak and say, I want you? I'm calling you. Have you said yes? I will give my life to you.
So this is a big message for little me and you. God speaks everywhere. God speaks creatively. And when God speaks, he requires a response. Let's pray. Lord God, would you help us to listen and to hear you? Come Holy Spirit and speak to us as we continue to worship, as we share in the communion. Come and speak to us. Lord, would you remind us how loved we are? Would you remind us of that gift of the Lord Jesus for each one of us? Come and speak. Come and show us more of you. Come and communicate what you think about us. In Jesus' name, amen.